Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello, and welcome to Mark My Words. Mark Homer here. Okay, so we're back on the energy theme. Gas and electric prices, whilst they're starting to edge down a little bit, the wholesale prices come down a lot, but obviously the retail prices, the prices that we're paying both for residential buildings and for businesses, are only just starting to drop just a little bit. Um, so as I've discussed before, we've been using Prefect. Uh, Prefect is, is a system specifically for rooms, so our co-living blocks, HMOs. Uh, I think originally it was designed for student blocks. They've got sort of lots of big student group customers. Um, it's a heating control that goes on the wall. Um, it has a PIR sensor. It knows if the um, tenant is in the room. It knows it, how much light there is in the room. It knows what noise, what damp there is, all sorts of different metrics. And then it brings it back to a, a sort of central control unit. So we've started having these installed into our, our blocks. Um, and um, I've got Adrian here from Prefect um, to discuss um, their system, uh, just to understand how it works a little bit better and to, to discuss the results. So Adrian, welcome. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Um, to start with, Mark, could you give us a bit of a background to your career and how you've ended up in the, the circumstances you are currently? Yeah, so um, I, I started doing this, I don't know, maybe 2005, we started buying little terraced houses, refurbing them and um, sort of remortgaging them uh, for clients as well. So I think we did maybe four, 450 of those. We then moved on in 2010 to uh, commercial buildings, converting commercial buildings, um, done something like 600,000 square foot of development. Um, and um, we now manage, I don't know, 1,250 tenants from this building. Um, and uh, yeah, we have, a, I think, about 370 of our own tenants in, in our own portfolio. Across a, a variety of single lets, could be um, co-living blocks, um, some commercial, um, and uh, and we run a training business uh, which teaches investors how to do similar. We we train I don't know fifteen to twenty thousand investors every year. Um, written multiple books. I think I've written six or seven books on on sort of topics around this. Um, and uh, yeah, all, all, all pretty much all of it out of Peterborough. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what, what proportion of the um, tenants that you have are uh, young professionals or students and such like? We have no students. Um, no. So although we have a university in this, in this town, um, there's probably only a thousand tenants, uh, sorry, a thousand students, um, and a lot of them at the moment would live uh, within the city, you know, before going to university. So um, they're expanding, it's, it's going to change. Uh, they say they're going to have 10,000 students and they're going to have international students, but at the moment, no students. So these are professionals. Um, uh, sometimes that's a sort of uh, maybe overly used term with some of, some of our tenants, but you know, some are, uh, you know, some are doctors, dentists, got loads and loads of. Um, 
people working at Diligentia, um, so that's a Tata mm-hmm. FCA back office uh, deal that I think Boris did with India. Loads and loads of Indians are coming over for that, and I think we probably got sixty or seventy just in one one block. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, th- our, our tenants are yeah, they're they're they're, they're normal sort of PRS mm-hmm. tenants, not um, not students. And, and what proportion of those pay their own energy bill? Uh, yeah, so that's interesting. I don't have that number. Well, yes, I do. We probably have about 220 rooms, something like that. So, um, yeah, the balance, uh, I don't know, maybe 150 would pay their own, own energy bill, 150 mm-hmm. different tenancies. And then 210, 220, we're paying the gas and the electric bills for mm-hmm. them. And as far as the heating within those blocks, yeah. um, is it all electric heating? It's not. Um, our newer blocks are electric, mm-hmm. um, and the installations that you guys have done so far have been electric. Uh, but we've also got um, gas heating, wet systems in uh, a number of blocks as well, and houses. Yeah. yeah. And so the um, the issues that you face with people who aren't paying their yeah. energy bill, can you describe the, the, the problems you have there? Uh, yeah, well, it's quite simple, really. Um, it can all be uh, solidified into um, a couple of sentences. Um, the, the energy, generally the thermostat gets put right up to maximum, which might be 30 degrees, and then the temperature is often regulated by opening the window. Right, I see. And so, and you realised that that was a, a problem because you were paying for energy that was just going straight out the window. Yeah. And you needed something that would um, stop that from being a problem. Absolutely. So previously, I've used systems such as Nest, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good system, but really they're designed for um, you know a, a residential environment, not rooms. So what happens with a say Nest or Hive? You know, there's a central thermistor and um, generally you find some rooms are warm, some rooms are cold because it's only taking the temperature and controlling the heating system from the corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that didn't really work for us. You know, initially we locked it off so they could only set the temperature between a certain band. But in the end, that doesn't really work because um, some rooms are hot and some are cold and, you know, it, it's not working properly. Um, so yeah, I mean, our, our energy bills, you know, it was an issue trying to control the, the energy bills, but clearly as COVID came along and then especially Ukraine with, um, Putin's sort of, uh, you know, gas embargo, um, it's meant that energy costs have tripled, um, and therefore it's become uh, square and center, you know, one of our biggest issues. Mm. Um, so that got me looking around for what else was in the marketplace that was something that was really designed for rooms uh, and something that was intelligent because mm-hmm. uh, your your system is centrally controlled. We can, I can control it all from my desktop. Uh, you know, every room is on there. Uh, I can see what's happened uh, for a number of weeks, you know, in terms of temperatures in the room, in terms of uh, occupancy, in terms of even what time they get up, you know, sort of the amount of light in the room and the, the PIR sensor, you know, the movement. Uh, and then obviously the, the, the noise sensor mm-hmm. as well. So all of that stuff has, um, has, has sort of, you know, is helping us with our, our management and, mm-hmm. and primarily controlling our energy bills. Yeah. And how did you go about finding a solution? Uh, 
I went about finding finding a solution on the internet. So I just started searching on Google, um, and I uh, decided to, yeah, I I went on Google. I had seen your system. I think it might have been slightly after I did that, but I saw your system at, in a study in, um, and they're a good size student operator so that gave me some comfort because I thought if they're using it then you know they've probably been around the block with it and I saw a new building and I, I sort of thought well they wouldn't be putting it into this one if it didn't work for them mm-hmm. um, and I went on YouTube and I saw loads of videos and the YouTube videos are great because it explains what it is in a nutshell and it's understandable mm-hmm. um, so yeah it was your videos that really converted me and then obviously got a, I got on a call with Will yeah. Uh, and you know he was um, very convincing mm. uh, and then subsequently Tom came out and I was really impressed with him um, you know all his technical knowledge and I, I thought this, this 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 could be great so I organized a uh, a trial on on one building that's normally what I do mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah we just went from there and you use it for hot water control as well we do now that's not what we signed up for but um, I subsequently realized that um, the, you've got a hot water control system as well as you know heating controls, uh, and effectively we're we're using I think half of the cylinder now that we would have, um, which should would should save us a lot on our energy bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you just take me through the um, the control, as in you know how you monitor it through the portal and, and so on? Yeah. So we we log in uh, and on the well, first and foremost, it's an automatic system. So um, you know I don't have to be on it weekly or even monthly if I don't want to be. Um, but I can log into the system and I can see, you know, if somebody is you know we we set the parameters or or you guys set the parameters according to your sort of normal temperature range Uh, we can change that um, but we don't I think our maximum is 23 or 24 and the the tenant can set it you know so the range runs from something like 18 to 23 or 24 and then we're not they're not there there's a setback position which can go sort of right down and it just protects the room from frost so we can see if the room is in that range, if the tenant's complaining about um, temperature of the room, we can see what the temperatures were actually at every point, probably for about a month, I think it is on there. Um, and we can see if the range goes much higher. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, tenants where the rooms are going to 28, 29. In fact, we found one where he was consistently 37 degrees almost every day. Um, so spoke to Will, you know, what's happening here? He goes, they've got fan heaters. Um, so we went around there, we opened this one room and you know, when you go on, um, on the plane, you go to Florida or you sort of go to the Caribbean and the door opens, you know, that sort of, that's what happened when this door, ha- when, when, the, when the plane door opens, you, you get off, that's what happened with this room, his, his, his room door opened and we were hit with a, a sort of tropical uh, wall of heat. Um, and he's sort of there in his um, underwear and you know, sort of like, Do you, don't you think this is a little bit hot in here? And Oh, oh yes. Well, so, of course, we see the fan heaters straight away and issue him with a warning. Uh, it's, it's also, it's not just the sort of energy bills from the fan heaters, but in addition to that, um, it is a fire risk. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to have fan heaters against licensing conditions and, and various other issues. So, um, 
we've uh, I think removed four or five fan meters, something like that, out of one block. Um, and noise, you know, if they're making sort of too much noise, sometimes we get complaints from other um, people in the in the building. We can go on the system. We can see on there how much noise in decibels came out of each room at a given point. Uh, and again, issue a warning on on that basis to just sort of good management. And you can either decide whether they were doing it or they weren't because mm -hmm. the evidence is there. And usually sort of when you give them the evidence, then um, the issue stops. Um, example, another one that was sort of 30 degrees, we, we just emailed him and just said, right, the last three days, these have been the average temperatures in the room. Uh, the heating system goes up to 24, I think it is, um, which is a reasonable temperature. You know, 24 is hot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, the, why, why, why is the temperature in the room being 28 every, every day? And I think this last one, last week just said noted full stop uh, and all of a sudden the temperatures were about down to 23 mm. 24 so um yeah it, um, it it sounded a little bit anal but you know our, our our energy bill at one point looked like it was going up by quarter of a million pounds a year um because of um i mean energy at one point was it wasn't going up three times it was mm -hmm. going up eight times mm. uh but then the government introduced various schemes and caps and and then it came off a little bit, but um, you know it's quite a serious, serious mm. subject. Yeah. So the the properties that Iris is in, what what sort of size are they from a room point of view? Uh, so the first one is f uh, f about forty seven rooms, and the one that it's you're just finishing the installation this week. There's a hundred and fifty nine tenants in the building, but but just seventy seventy seven of them are in rooms. So your system is is across 77 rooms in that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's too early to have any comparative yeah. data at this stage, but you've got um, uh, records of energy consumption pre-installation. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, certainly on the bigger one, I've got a whole year's worth of meter readings. It's a new building, but I, I managed to get a year in before you guys put, put, put the equipment in. Um, and um, yeah, I'll be waiting a year to sort of, you know, obviously I, have to, I take meter readings periodically myself, so I know they're right. Um, and, um, you know, once this is all installed, I'll check in a year. It's difficult to sort of go, oh, in this quarter, you know, this was the bill and, you know, let's compare it with the last quarter when it wasn't installed because temperatures change outside. So you need really need a whole year where you can sort of encapsulate winter, spring, summer, autumn. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's that's what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. And as far as the water heating is concerned, um, what's that doing for you? Um, well, at the moment, I mean, we haven't sort of noticed any difference because obviously um, we haven't had any complaints from the tenants. Um, it, it should be reducing the bill, but I haven't mm. got all the data yet to, mm. to, to see that. But we're, um, my understanding is it, it effectively half of the tank is now getting heated, whereas mm -hmm. before it was all of it. Mm -hmm. um, we've actually got two tanks and they were both heating up, and I think now we're just pretty much using one and half of that. So it should make quite a big difference. Yeah. Um, but um, the, the proof of the pudding will be uh, you know, in the data, won't mm -hmm. it, once, Indeed. once it comes. Yeah. So do, do you consider you using all of the, the features of Iris? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, it's a, it, um, yeah, I'm sure there's a, the, the, there are other things on that. Every, every time I go on a call with Tom, um, you know, we 
he shows me some more stuff. Uh, I just can't remember everything he says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm not one for reading big manuals. Uh, he does send some electronic manuals through, but um, yeah, I I I, I learn by doing. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm adding a little bit more to my sort of long term memory each time I use it. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, there's um, it's quite a powerful system. And. The, the tenants, have you had any feedback from them since the installation? Well, yeah, obviously a few of them initially just say my room's really cold. Um, so we go online, we have a look, they're, they're sort of pressing the button and it, you know, a couple of them, there was a, a fault or the room was not insulated properly, there was an issue with the, the actual conversion. But the majority of them, you know, the room's 22, 23, 24 mm-hmm. degrees Celsius. Um, so I think that's... You know, where is the issue? Do you know mm. what I mean? I, I think just some of them are used to just having it set at 25, 28, 30 degrees. And um, I don't think that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but if there is a real issue, yeah. as sometimes happens, you know, there may be a, a, a faulty radiator or whatever, we can see straight away. And actually, it it informs us early so we can sort of get around there and, um, yeah. and fix it and put a new radiator on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have similar developments in the pipeline? We do. We're always looking uh, at um, various, you know, sites, and um, you know, we we'd probably look to do more of the same commercial on the ground floor, and then mm-hmm. usually we're we're doing residential above. Yeah. Mm. And are they usually refurbishments rather than new? Often. Build? Yeah, but uh, you know, certainly on these two, we've put rooftop extensions on, so we put extra floors on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's quite typical of what we have done in the past. Yeah. And is that a case of of um, ripping out? everything and starting from scratch or do you have an existing heating system that you want to oh, adapt? No. Yeah, so these are commercial buildings. So mm. the ground floor would normally pretty much stay as it is. Yeah. But the uppers, um, you know, you're back to brick uh, yeah. and it, it's all new services. So, you know, all, all new sort of M&E, gas, may, often will in our more recent ones to, to, you know, meet all those sort of calculations and EPCs and everything, we, we've been putting electric in. Um, but um, it's all new. I was going to say you're you're committed to electric heating as opposed to wet systems. Well, it it, it just depends on the development and and at that point what the um, M&E consultant tells us we need to do to to meet all the regulations Mm because the regulations are shifting all the time. Um, You know, gas gas wet systems historically for us have been cheaper to run than electric and I think they probably still are but um, you know, the, there may be issues with the EPC, SAP calculations, there's all this stuff going on in the background. Mm. Uh, and that can be linked into the type of the building, the insulation that you're using. Um, yeah, and our stuff often, a good chunk of it is conversion and then there's new build as well. So mm-hmm. there's different calculations for each floor. So, um, you know, and, and the other big thing, huge thing is um, what connections there are, you know, already on site. So, mm-hmm. you know, if we've got a really big gas connection, and there's an electric connection. If we can uh, get to a situation where some floors are going to be gas, some are electric, we might not have to upgrade the supply, mm-hmm. um, which saves hundreds yeah. of thousands of pounds. Yeah. Um, whereas, if, obviously, if it's a new build, uh, it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. On this last one, we had to um, we had to put a, a new substation in. Um, so, you know, at, at that point, because you're putting a new substation in. Well, you can go all electric anyway. It, it, you just put a slightly bigger substation in it. It doesn't make a lot of difference. So there's a lot of things in the mix to consider. Mm. 
Can you take me through the, the, the buying process and the installation process? And, yeah. and you know how you how you found that the sort of time scale and uh, you know the performance of, of the install team and such like yeah so uh, right from uh, I don't know when we you know how, how we got involved but you know we, we I was watching the videos you know conversations with will on to Tom um, Tom came around and had a good look at uh, several buildings that we'd got he went away did calculations put quotes together and I'd, I suspect the if, if we'd gone sort of full steam ahead and um, we probably delayed a little bit but I suspect the ins installation could have started within about a month maybe mm. um, on the first building I think it took about a week um, on the second building it's there's more to do there's heating uh, and the hot water um, Whereas on the first building, they came back to do the hot water. So I suspect it may be about two weeks. But, mm. you know, because you guys do the whole thing end to end, for me, it's it's just not being stressful because um, you guys just do it all. Uh, mm. And then it works, uh, mm. which is not uh, that usual. I wasn't expecting that, mm -hmm. uh, to be frank. I was expecting um, lots of problems and teething issues, but you guys have ironed them out. So, mm. um, yeah, I, I see that as value in the service for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The rooms, I take it, were um, vacant at the time of install, were they? No. Uh, neither buildings were the rooms vacant. No. Because these were, even though these buildings that you're doing were only completed in the last couple of years, we didn't know about you. Um, so we didn't install them from, from you know, we should... Of course, I would have loved to have just, you know, got you as a subcontractor mm. into our building company and, 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 and sort of done it during the, the build process. But... Um, no, we, we, we learned about you subsequently. Energy went up subsequent to us sort of starting these mm -hmm. projects. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, yeah, you guys installed them around the, the tenants that were already living there. Yeah, yeah. and that didn't pose a, a problem for tenants at all? Uh, I, I think we, we had a few complaints in, but less than a handful, mm. you know, less than five. Yeah. Um, and it's just about sort of explaining, you know, you, you, you're getting a heating system. You know, there are benefits to them. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it should be a more consistent uh, sort of system for them. They're getting new radiators, um, and um, yeah, it's just explaining what's about to happen. And once you've done that, we give them all notice before mm. you guys go in. And um, yeah, you guys don't wind them up, which mm. is important because uh, you can say the wrong things. And are, uh, are these panel heaters? <laughs> they are. They're they all are. panel yeah. heaters. Yeah. Uh, actually, that is how I got onto you. Um, right. So. This was how it started. We we installed Atlantic radiators mm -hmm. uh, into both buildings. That was what the subcontractor put in, and I was told that um, the system that they'd installed would all be centrally controlled and it would work. And of course, it didn't. It wasn't centrally controlled, and they were on Wi-Fi. They sometimes worked, sometimes didn't work, and it it just wasn't fit for purpose. So I, I had Atlantic over a couple of times to explain how to do it. And in the end, they just sort of said, you need prefect for this. Mm. Uh, we've put this in uh, a different type of radiator onto the prefect system, mm -hmm. um, you know, right across the country. And initially I was like, oh, God, this is annoying. You know, I've spent all this money mm. uh, and I'm going to have to pull radiators out that we've just put in. But what I realized was we, we've actually, there's a load of other one and two bed flats, which we've got as well with the same radiators. So... We've pulled them all off, we're mm -hmm. storing them, and when those other radiators go wrong, we'll just be swapping them with the ones we've taken out of these rooms. So mm -hmm. 
we'll get the money back eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you uh, looked at any of the other prefect products, such as the Hobsensus? Um, uh, yeah, Hobsensus. Mm. Yeah, I have. Um, I just I didn't see enough benefit, uh, mm-hmm. but maybe you could sort of tell me otherwise. Um, I mean, initially I didn't do the hot water stuff, but um, mm. I can see the benefit there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I initially I think you've got a, a sort of cheaper system, cheaper than Iris, but I realised it wasn't centrally controlled. Mm-hmm. And the central control element is brilliant because we haven't got to go. We don't even have to go into a room to work out if it's tenanted now. Yeah. Uh, or should I say we should know if it's tenanted? But if the tenant's actually there or has abandoned the room, mm. um, you know, he's claiming to not be there but is there. We can see every day what's happening. Um, you know, we, we can see all sorts of, of data that, that comes in. Yeah. And what sort of payback time are you you you're looking at? Uh, well, that just depends how much uh, how much we save. Um, the honest answer is I don't know. I'd need to sort of work it out. I mean, mm. I was I was expecting um, a saving on our energy bills of maybe twenty to thirty percent, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in order to work, yeah, I'd need to look at the the payback to give you. I, mm-hmm. I don't just want to make it up. Yeah. You, you just mentioned the um, the the other system that we yeah. that we have the what we call the local controls. Yeah. Um, and we've, we're finding that uh, they are very suitable for you know smaller properties. Yeah. Um, for the HMO market in particular. Well, this is what we we need to put in because um, we we've got several HMOs houses, um, and I don't think I'd quite appreciate it because every time we'd look to Iris on an individual sort of five bed HMO, you know the brain and you know mm. all the sort of technical stuff make, makes it too expensive. The payback is too long, mm. um, but. Um, yeah, it's interesting now you've said that because clearly, you know, for us and many, many of the people watching and, and listening to this um, have individual HMO houses mm. uh, with five, six, seven, eight bedrooms, each one, um, and they need a solution. Um, and I'm not sure, I've looked at the other systems and mm. I'm, I'm not sure there is, a, well, there isn't a solution as good as this mm. that I know of because I'd be using it for. So, yeah, that's interesting. So that's the yeah. the, the system with the local the ecostat. Controls. Ecostat. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, fundamentally, it operates in precisely the same way as yeah. Iris, in that um, you have a, a PIR sensor, so it detects absence in the room, and and you have your three stage student or three stage profile, um, which is basically a frost setting where it doesn't allow, um, or it comes on when the heating gets below twelve degrees, say. Um, you have your uh, comfort or setback setting, which is usually around about 18 degrees, and you have your maximum boost temperature, which is 22, 23, that sort of thing. So it operates in very much the same way from an energy saving point of view. Yeah. The, the, the main difference is that um, it's controlled or, or the programs are set with an infrared uh, dedicated handset, yeah. um, which means you have to visit each room to, to do that. But once you've set it, it's tamper-proof in the same way that Iris is. Um, and of course, it's not got the central control, so it means that um, you don't have the data, and so accordingly, you don't have the humidity, or the um, light, or the noise yeah. um, features that uh, that Iris has. But you know, from a pure energy saving point of view, 
it works in precisely the same way as um, as Ira. So it's uh, you know it's, it's it's you know worth looking at. And you can fit it to TRVs on a, a gas wet system. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. in the same way. Yeah, so we won't even need new radiators then. So yeah, yeah, I'd I, I'd say the vast majority of people watching this, listening to this podcast, their houses will have gas central heating wet mm-hmm. systems. So don't need to change the radiators you you just fit a, a new TRV mm. to the radiator yeah. and then hob census is is um, a device that sits above the hob um, and monitors it's a timer but it also has a sensor that that splits the hob into a 64 zone area and uh, when temperatures start to rise to dangerous levels you know if somebody comes in they put a pan on to fry an egg or, or make some chips or whatever if they're then distracted by a phone call or the doorbell or whatever, and they leave the kitchen, um, the the sensor will will look over the hob, and if temperatures get to 280 degrees in any in any part of the hob, it will cut the power to the hob immediately. Um, likewise, if they if they simply left it on after half an hour, it will switch itself off because the timer will do that, and we can now. Um, uh, connect hob sensors to iris as well so that you can get data for kilowatt hours used um, through the hob um, it will indicate whether um, battery levels are low in the system it also can be mains wired so it doesn't have to be um, uh, battery operated but we're finding that uh, particularly again in, in a lot of student properties um, where they're notorious for coming in late at night having the munchies and you know needing something to eat they're um, installing it, and it's we've not had an incident yet where there's been a, a problem in any of those kitchens. Is it electric only? Not, yeah, not, not it's electric hub. Yeah. yeah, electric yeah. hubs only. Yeah. But um, you know, a couple of our customers have had significant um, grants and uh, incentives from their insurance companies to install this. So it's um, a system that's again worth worth looking at for multi occupancy dwellings. Um, so, is there anything else you'd like to add, um, Mark, as far as um, you know, prefect is concerned, and and um, what you're hoping for with the with the system? I don't think so. I mean, I think what will be really interesting is in um, a year's time when we can actually see, um, certainly with the second building, and actually on the first building, we should have good data within I don't know, maybe eight months, nine mm-hmm. months, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. That's where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? What, mm. What's the saving been versus um, the year before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. So that has been Mark Homer for Mark My Words. <laughs> <laughs>